Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Put the Wet Stuff on the Red Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Lou Vaselli, and I'm joining you from the 2019 FDIC International Show in Indianapolis, Indiana. Today, I'm joined by Nick Magato, and he represents the organization Brothers Helping Brothers. Uh, I came across their organization when I was looking through exhibitor lists to see who I wanted to visit, and I felt their story was compelling. So, uh, Nick, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. And uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background and the background of the organization? Certainly. So, uh, I'm a part-time firefighter out of uh, the Dayton, Ohio area, and I uh, work for a couple different departments. Uh, been in public safety my entire life. So okay. Since I was 18, I've either worked for the sheriff's office or worked through, you know. <laughs> what drew you to that? Was there anything like happened in your life or whatever that? that took you to the public safety and public service? Uh, well, my uh, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a, a cop. Okay. And uh, so that was where I kind of first started. I went in, started working for the sheriff's office, became a corrections officer and a dispatcher. Okay. And uh, while I was working in dispatch, I got a real passion for the fire service. Um, and so a friend of mine who was a fellow dispatcher um, said, well, why don't you go take your EMT class and see if you like it? Right. And uh, so I ended up enrolling in the EMT, really enjoyed that, got into fire, and, and the rest is history. I awesome. Guess. Very nice. <laughs> um, so, so how did the organization come about? Yeah. So uh, in, in 2014, a friend of mine, uh, at one of the fire departments I worked with, uh, we're real, we were a real small department, uh, maybe you know 20-some-odd guys, uh, part-time volunteer. Um, he had... Um, got sick and it was a real good friend of mine and, and um, I knew that he was going to need help paying yeah. for his medical What was his name? Let's honor his memory. Yeah. Uh, so his name was Art Springer. Okay. And uh, so uh, when Art got sick, you know, we, we were thinking of things to do. He was uh, bullheaded like the rest of us. So, you know. Typical firefighter doesn't want help, right? <laughs> right. Understood. So, you know, we, we kind of went behind his back and started, you know, helping fundraise and, um, he got the, we found out was the H1N1 flu, and it was when they didn't really have a thing for it. And, right. Um, and he ended up ultimately passing away uh, from the flu. And he was a you know, pretty healthy guy. He was 40. Uh, you know, he, was, he worked two jobs between you know, the firehouse and his regular job and stuff like that. And, you know, we were all kind of taken back. And like I said, we were trying to raise funds. One of the things we did was we had T-shirts made. That on the front it said brothers helping brothers, and on the back it said you know the Art Springer Memorial, you know, or Art Springer fundraiser, you know, and I mean we were selling these T-shirts all over the country, and um, so that was kind of like the first step of our fundraising. We we took the money from the T-shirts and like rolled it into a fish fry and a gun okay. raffle and stuff like that. So was that all uh, at that point? It was all for his family. Yeah. Okay. So when he passed away, we decided to. to instead of paying for his medical bills that we would start a college fund for his daughter because he left behind a 13 year old daughter and his daughter was the light of his life mm -hmm. he, he would have do, done anything for his daughter and so um basically we through all the fundraising efforts that we did uh we were able to raise twenty five thousand dollars in about a three month span that's amazing uh for her and so we we, we have a college fund set up for her and uh, so if she goes to college, which she actually will be, she's going to the University of Dayton. Um, the money will go into help pay for her tuition and books and things like that. And uh, so we had that. So, you know, a lot of the guys that helped with the fundraiser that were either 
on the department with us in Phillipsburg or part of uh, the Red Knights motorcycle organization who also helped with the fundraiser. You know, we had this logo and name, Brothers Helping Brothers, but we didn't know, you know, everybody thought it was such a cool thing, but we right. didn't have an idea of what to do with it. So after some time and consideration, you know, Art was really passionate about the job and making sure that we had the right stuff to do our job at our department. And our department was, was very small. Um, you know, our, our budget was uh, just enough because unfortunately, you know, the volunteer service, it's hard to get volunteers, so we were having to pay people. We only paid people minimum wage right. to work, and that was pretty much our whole budget for the entire year. So what did you guys do to raise money just for the fire department? What you know? How did you how did you subsist? How did you get equipment? How did you? Well, that was the thing we never did. So like when Art was alive, he would buy stuff and bring it in out and, of his own pocket. Yeah, like so we we you know we were a rural department and we didn't have a dump tank, and so he went on gov deals and found found like three of them, refurbished them, and brought them in, and we put them on the truck, and that, now we had a dump tank. You yeah. Know? So, you know, when we thought about what to do with the Brothers Helping Brothers name and things like that and stuff to honor art, we thought it would be only, you know, the best thing to do would be, well, why don't we help other departments that are in a similar situation that we're in? So that's what we decided to do. We became a church, or, you know, we became a 501c3, and that's our mission is to go out and help small and rural fire departments with equipment. So we, we, we fund whatever we can, um, through our various efforts of fundraising. And so like our, our ideal way of doing it is to talk to manufacturers and distributors of the equipment to hopefully negotiate a lower rate. Okay. So then we can purchase the equipment from them and then provide it to the department and at no, at no expense to them. So uh, when did you form the organization? So we, we formed it shortly after Art passed. So Art passed in, in January of, of 2014. And by August of 2014, we had received our 501c3. Okay, so you're about five years into it. Yep. And, and in that time, about how many departments have you helped? And um, if you don't mind, about how much uh, in worth of equipment? Here, obviously, we're at FDIC, everybody, so uh, you can hear a lot of background noise, so I apologize. But, uh, you know, about how much in equipment have you uh, provided to these departments that were in need? So currently, so... Uh, you know, starting out as an organization from zero, you know, you kind of, we're helping organizations that have very small budgets. So right. um, we, we do accept used equipment and we'll try to pass it on to the next department yeah. and things like that. So like those are one of our first grants, but uh, we're up to 12 grants so far that we've given out in the five years that we've been in existence. And uh, we're right around the range of... Uh, I want to say fifty thousand dollars worth total worth of equipment. Um, so, like I said, what we try to do because uh, you know being sustainable for us because we're a volunteer you know volunteer organization. Right. None of us get paid to do it, so we, we take our own time and, and money and effort to put into this and, and do fundraisers and things like that. And then we take that money and then we buy the equipment and stuff. Like okay. That. And obviously, you know. Uh, equipment isn't the cheapest thing in the world. No, absolutely not. You know? So we, we try to, uh, like I said, that's why we try to work with a lot of the manufacturers and distributors to, to get that equipment to the guys that need it. Right. Um, some of the other things that we do to, to help uh, 
raise funds that are in more of a unique atmosphere is we also provide education. So currently, we, right now, in, uh, we have, uh, we're based out of Dayton, Ohio, and then we also have a chapter in Pennsylvania. Okay. And the, the long-term goal is to actually have a chapter in every state, but we're just still starting out, you know. It's, Absolutely. It's a process. It's Absolutely. a process. Absolutely. So uh, you started off in the Dayton area, right? Yeah. So are, do you primarily help small departments, you know, in Central Ohio, or how, how does that? Or so we we we're a nationwide organization. Our our grants have gone uh, as far as Texas and New Jersey. Okay. So um, you know, if you go on our website, you can see the numbers of states that we've okay. touched and gone to and stuff like that. And uh, you know, being a new organization, people people don't know about us. So right. They don't know that we have this grant process that they can put in for. And then the other thing is, a lot of people, you know. We, we don't leave it, we don't um, necessarily say we will fund X, Y, and Z. So sometimes we get requests for like fire trucks and, yeah. and you know, 25 sets of gear and, and stuff like that. And that's just not in our current uh, level of where we are. We, right. we can't provide those types of things. But, you know, we, we've been successful in, in um, you know, getting departments uh, either used SCBAs. We, we've been given, you know, from another department, right. or um, like I'd say, like this year we've given out quite a bit of things. This year, we're last year and this year, obviously, are been our, our best years. Okay, and so like we're working on a grant this year. We got a uh, we're working with a distributor in Ohio. He came. He's like, hey, we got a demo model of this tick. Would you like it for fifteen hundred bucks? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a six thousand dollar tick. Of course, sure. I'll take it for fifteen hundred bucks. And so we already have a department in mind. That, and that's going to be our next grant that we're going to be giving out. It's just a matter of getting all the proper things in line for it. So do you have more to give out? What's your biggest issue? Uh, is there enough departments coming to you asking for help? Or do you need more departments coming to you asking for help? Or do you need more equipment and uh, donations and what? Well, it's, it's a balance of both. Because like I said, we, we, get, we do get quite a few requests. I mean, it's not, it's not like I'm getting flooded with mail every day. Right. right with a grant request, because we have a process that, that we ask the departments to fill out, because, you know, we just don't want to be blindly giving away. We want to know, you know, exactly what what, what the statistics of your agency are and, and things like that, and, and the sustainability of the grant, and making sure that we're, you know, entrusting it into the right hands and things like okay. that. And, um, and so when we, so we have a, a, a grant form, we have the departments fill out and they mail it to us. And that's on your website, correct? Okay. And then once, then our our board of directors reviews it, and then we decide if we can fund it. Okay. So, like a lot of times, like I have probably, you know, twenty grants, paper, you know, grant paperwork sitting at home, but some of them just are not able to be funded right. because I don't have a relationship in that realm, like as far as like gear. Yeah. I'd love to. Provide gear because, like, I to us, I'm not going to provide something that is out of out of date. Right. You know, I mean, it's not safe for the department. It's it's not going to help you. Somebody else is getting rid of it. Right. Exactly. Why, why, why would I give you something that isn't going to be right. work you know, usable? And so, you know, especially with the gear and stuff with the ten year limit and things like that, the NFPA standards, we want to make sure that we give departments something that they can use for the right. foreseeable future. So we don't want to be a band aid. We want to be a solution, okay. and so you know we have quite a few with the uh, fire gear that we just haven't been able to make that 
transition yet because it's kind of an expensive venture. But what do you think the biggest requests are? Is it PPE or nozzles, hose? Uh, is there anything in particular? If it was nozzles and hose, we'd be successful because we have relationships with with nozzle distributors and manufacturers and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, the PPE is definitely our hardest. We we do get a lot of requests for PPE, and you know, being from a department, a small department, I mean, a lot of our our equipment was outdated. And you, know, you can't afford to spend, you know, uh, two, three thousand dollars on a single firefighter at a time. Right. You know, so um, it, we do get a lot of requests for PPE. We've done quite a bit of research in that realm as well because um, we've sent out, just in our local area, we've sent out letters asking departments, you know, what are your top ten things that you need? Right. And then this way it kind of gives us a gauge of who we, who we need to be talking to, who we need to try to form relationships with and, and try to work. And then so the way, you know, when we talk to potential donors, we can say, hey, listen, this is what people are looking for. People sure. need, and this is how much it costs right. to, to buy it. Okay. And this is why they need it, you know what I mean? Okay. So we work a lot in that fashion, you know, to try to uh, figure out a way to, to balance it all out. Right, right. <laughs> well, um, that's great, and uh, just in closing here, uh, I've said it before, is that the brotherhood term gets thrown around a lot, you know, and brother this and brother that. And I think a lot of times when push comes to shove, you know, that's just a lot of lip service. <laughs> yeah. But um, you guys are, are really, uh, you're talking to talk and you're walking the walk. And I think that uh, uh, embodies the true brotherhood term. Well, you know, I've been on departments that have been fortunate that we, we have nice new equipment. You know, we don't we don't have any wants. If you ask the fire chief for something, you usually get it. Right. And I've been on departments where we don't have a pot to piss in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, that's our whole main mission is like it's incredible to see some of these departments that we go to. You know, it's like like we went to one and they had a twenty thousand dollar annual operating budget. Wow. And you're just like twenty thousand dollars. Like how much? I mean. Is that enough to put it off of the gas? Of the yeah, that's, just, that's tough to just <laughs> buy gas, right? right. You know? So, it, you know, we, we, we pride ourselves in trying to help those, help those that, you know, those departments that are struggling, that, you know, they're out there doing fundraisers and stuff like that on their own. Because our, our biggest thing is, you know, we feel that, you know, obviously there's, with the lack of volunteerism, there is going to be a, a need for departments to unfortunately have to pay people to come and do the job. Right. And that's going to cut from people's budget to purchase equipment. Right. And, it, and ultimately, you know, that's going to parlay into more fire districts or bigger departments. And people are going to lose that small town touch and feel of having their own small town fire department. Right. And we hope to continue that trend of continuing small town America and rural America that way by at least trying to help them provide them the equipment they need so they can pay the bills in other ways. Right. right. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's a great story, and uh, we are happy to help get the word out. Um, so just in closing, uh, you've been listening to uh, Put the Wet Stuff on the Red Stuff podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Lou Vaselli. I'm here with Nick Pagato from Brothers Helping Brothers. We'll put all of Nick's contact information in our show notes. Uh, thanks again for listening, everybody, and be safe out there.